you're listening to Podiatry Marketing, conversations on building a successful podiatry practice with Tyson Franklin and Jim McDonald. Welcome back to Podiatry Marketing. I'm your host, Jim McDonald, joined as always by my trusty co-host, Tyson Franklin. Tyson, what's going on on the other side of the room? Oh, I'm fantastic, big Jim, and I'm glad you refer to me as trusty. Wouldn't it be funny if you said, (laughs) and my untrusty co-host... Tyson Franklin. That would not be good. Not good for my credibility. But you, you always refer to me as the uh, partner in crime, so yeah. uh, I have to like <laughs> you know. True. That's I have to, true. I have to kind of the yin and yang of the positive and negative there. <laughs> yeah, I do say that, don't I? But partner in crime, as an Australian thing, is is a good term. He's my partner in crime. Everyone goes, oh, it must mean he's a top bloke. <laughs> so it all makes exactly. sense. Okay, let's dive into today's topic. Do you want to know what it is? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm on the edge of my chair. What's going on? So people are sitting in anticipation waiting for this. Oh, they probably know the title because they would have seen the title of the episode already. But we're talking about Chase the Money. And this title actually came about. So a friend of mine just uh, recently was doing a a webinar. And he's talking about just the like, end of the year type tips, you know, things to do, things to make sure that you tick off before the year finishes. And this was one of about 12 different things he spoke about. And what he meant by chase the money, he said, in December, it's the silly season. Yeah, we're all, we all know that. We, we go to a lot more functions. We go to a lot more events. You're, you're catching with friends and families. You're eating more. You're drinking more. But you're also buying a lot of gifts for people. So for some people, and I've never been in this boat, but for some people, they get to, yeah, they sort of run out of money before they run out of end of month. So then when it comes to January, a lot of them spend a lot more than what they should in December. So when it gets to January, they've got no money left. And they've actually got credit card bills that are coming in on top of their other bills. And they get under a bit of financial stress. And because of that, certain things that they'd normally say yes to, they don't because they're not quite sure about the bill paying. So Chase the Money is all about in December, there'll be a certain group of patients and types of patients or services that you should be chasing up on in December because if you try and do it in January, your patients won't have the money. But if you do it now, while they do have the money, more than likely they'll say yes to certain things. Yeah, that's pretty common in the US as well because uh, a lot of people are on private insurances and they have these annual deduct- deductibles. Yeah. And you know they've maybe reached their deductible in October or November and they have the opportunity now to get kind of free healthcare or you know they know that if they wait until January or February that that's going to go they have a thousand dollars or two thousand dollars before that deductible uh, has been met uh, to receive care so it's similar in, in at least in in the US where they have that going on as well so I think it's a, a very pertinent topic uh, for us to talk about today yeah so it's certain things so if you go through some of the type of patients that you should be chasing up on you'll have patients that have said to you oh yeah I'll get back to you I just need to check my roster at work or I need to check with my wife, or I've just got to check my finances, or I've got to talk to the cat, whatever excuse they want to use. But they sometimes they are 100% legitimate reasons. I do need to check my roster before I can make an appointment. I do need to talk to my wife. It not, could, may not even be about money. It might just be, what have we got going on at the moment? Or, or it could be a money issue. But the thing is, if, if you wait for them to get back to you, and I know exactly what it's like. So, so recently I was at the dentist, I've got one wisdom tooth left. And the dentist the other day said, all your teeth are fantastic. Obviously, you floss all the time. I said, yes, I do. My brother's a dentist. Because, yeah, so I just I know what to do. 
they said, but you've got this one wisdom tooth at the back. It's just got this little little hole that's been developing there for a while. We were going to tell you about it, but we just thought, nah, it's a wisdom tooth. It'll probably, we'll probably have to pull it out. So they said, we need you to get this uh, OPG x-ray done just so we can make sure there's no big hook. And I said, hey, it'll just pop out. Don't worry about it. Just do it. And they went, no, no, we really need to get this done. And I said, well, the other three came out really easy. They said, no, you need to go and get this x-ray. Fine. Yeah, and as the weeks pass, and I do, I keep meaning to get it done, but life gets busy. And and I think this happens with your patients. I need to check my roster, talk to wife, need to check a bank account, need to talk to cat. They really mean to they go and do it, but all of a sudden something happens. Life gets in the way. Things get busy. And I think it's I think it's unprofessional if you don't chase those people up. I think just leaving it to them and saying, oh, yeah, look, no, we don't want to be annoying. I don't want them to think I'm annoying. I think some people need to be annoyed. And they actually not only need it, they want you to annoy them. I, I'm like that. If I said to my physio, oh, look, I need to check something before I make another appointment, I need them to actually harass me if I don't make that appointment because if I don't make the appointment before I walk out, it could be six months before I get back there. Easy. Well, it could be six months and it could be a, you know, $500 or $1,000 for someone who has a deductible. So yeah. you're doing that patient's service by follow, following up and making sure that they receive great care. Yeah, and it doesn't matter what the treatment was. You, you may have had them in, you may have been doing a course of shockwave therapy or could have been you know, laser therapy, whatever. Uh, they might be coming for regular foot baths and go, oh yeah, no, I will reappoint. I just need to go and check whatever it is. So, and it's it's so easy for a week to turn into two weeks and for two weeks to turn into a month until eventually in the back of their mind, they sort of remember they're supposed to do it, but so many other things then take priority. So if you call them up now in December, knowing that they're supposed to come back in, and these could be patients from, yeah, the last few months. Don't just wait until next year to get hold of them. Just start calling them up now. Identify who they are. Have your receptionist phone up. Say, hey, I was talking to Tyson. He's been reviewing some of the files. He asked me to give you a call. When you were in last, you were going to check your roster. I tell you right now, majority of the patients will go, oh, yeah, I have been meaning to get in. Now, the important part is you need to have room in your diary to fit them in. This is also a busy time of the year for podiatrists. Yeah. It definitely can be busy, but trying to find those kind of right fit patients to find to come in and see you is really important. Besides having your receptionist uh, give them a call, are there other types of systems or uh, methods you think uh, are really beneficial to try to get those patients in to see you? Yeah, well, one, you have your receptionist call. You could do a text message if you wanted to. You could do an email if you wanted to because they can all be a little bit more automated and uh, it's a lot faster. The personal touch phone call, I think, is always good if you can get hold of the patient. But there's, a, if you want to, depending on the age of your patient too, if you had some older patients, I'll tell you, a letter really stands out in the mail because they still go to the mailbox. They were doing it for, they've been doing it for 50 years. They've got the habit of still doing it, even though there's nothing usually in there. But there's another uh, program called Brain Toss. I don't know if you've seen that at all. No, I haven't heard uh, of that before. It's an app. I've, I use it all the time. It's really cool. It's, a, it's an app. It costs like $4. It's just called Brain Toss. And... I use it a lot if uh, I go past a building and you might see something, you go, oh, that's really good, that business is doing. I can take a photo of it. As soon as I take a photo through the app, it will automatically email it to me. So I don't have to think about it. I've taken the photo, walk away. Don't have to think about it all, and it's emailed it to me. Or I might see something and I can give myself a voice message. Hey, Tyson, remember that you've got to do, 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 do. And it'll email it to me straight away. 
as a voice message and also it'll it'll write it out. So, but where it can be an advantage for this type of thing is you can set up to up to five email addresses on it. So you might do a recording and you can send it to yourself or you might send it to your receptionist. So it could be a great thing to remind receptionists to do things or your team. But you could also re do recordings to go, hey, Jim, it's Tyson here from you know, ProArch Podiatry. That was the name of my old clinic. Hey, Jim, it's Tyson here from ProArch Podiatry. I was just going through a, a few patient files and I just noticed that when I spoke to you last, you said you were just going to check your roster. I was wondering, is, is December, is now still a good month for you to come and to get this treatment started or to follow up or to do the next treatment, whatever that happens to be? And I go, okay, I look forward to seeing you uh, before Christmas. It's done. I email it to my receptionist. My receptionist then takes that audio file and sends it on to Jim. Now, if you got a message from me saying, hey, Jim, yeah, I was, yeah you said you were going to get back in touch with me. You're going to check your roster. Hope to see you before Christmas. To get that personal message from me, I don't know. That that would be amazing. Yeah, like, yeah. That, that personal touch, that personal touch is really huge, right? Like it's, uh, it uh, it can be very appealing for for people instead of just something more generic. Yeah, when it's uh, it's one of those things when I've done marketing workshops, I talk about this program every now and then. It's just, it's just such a, a simple program to use. It just takes a little bit of time of setting up what email addresses you're going to use setting up the system on when your receptions get that email, uh, how to actually then just transfer it and then send it to the patient. So a little bit of fiddling around, but once you know how to do it, that personal touch, because I know right now, if if I was supposed to go and see my dentist and hadn't, or my physio, or chiropractor, whoever it was, and all of a sudden I got an email and it was a message for them saying, hey, Tyson, now depending how much they know me, they know me, knew me pretty well, they said, hey, Tyson, you slack ass. I thought you were coming back in. <laughs> I'd have gone, oh, Matt, sorry. Yeah, I was, wasn't I? That's the name of my physio, Matt. And and I would straight away ring up and go, hey, I just got a message from Matt. I just need to book in before the Christmas break. So I think when it comes to chasing the money, it could be, like I said, people who have started the treatment were supposed to reappoint and haven't. People who are in the middle of the treatment that you need to follow up on. It could be your yearly orthotic reviews. All the people that were supposed to come in throughout the year who haven't come in, identify them and, and get in touch with them. Even if you sent something out to 200 people and only 5% responded, for the amount of time and money it takes you to do it with what you actually make back pays for it tenfold. But you're going to get more yeah, than 5%. Yeah, that's five, a good point. You'll get more than 5%. And, and same, but it may not just be orthotic patients. You might have a lot of diabetic patients. How many diabetic foot checks were due during the year that haven't turned up? Get on to them now if there's time in your diary. So nobody should have any excuse to be sitting around and going, geez, December's quiet. They should be busy, and for the not busy, they should be doing this to make sure that they're busy. And if they're too busy now, put it in your diary for November next year or even October next year and say, okay, for the next two months, November, December, we're going to chase the money. And if people hear the word money and go, oh, geez, that's, that's terrible, you're just talking about money, you're listening to the wrong podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's an excellent point. I think uh, that that list of patients you have that haven't come in in a while, you know, while it's helpful definitely to chase the money in December, it also can you know can turn that around and after December and January and February, those people that still haven't come in yet, yeah, um, those could be the potentially coming into your clinic as well. You know, maybe not everyone's got a high deductible, but uh, just being diligent about 
you know, chasing after those folks who haven't been in a while that are um, that deserve kind of the that, that need to be seen um, can really uh, be, be really really helpful to your practice. Yeah, well, we used to also chase the money around July. So in Australia, your end of financial year is thirtieth of April, isn't it? In America, yeah, like tax day is April fifteenth. It, it kind of depends on the corporations and yeah, stuff. So. Yeah, it's weird. Whereas Australia, it's first of July, thirtieth of June is our financial year. So on the 1st of July, the new financial year starts. So a lot of people who are employees will get their returns in as fast as they can because they want to get money back from the tax office. So around July, we would do we would chase the money then. And we'd contact patients over certain things just saying, hey, you've probably just got a nice return from your tax office. Before you go and blow it on something unimportant, why don't you use it towards your feet? So that was another time we just had it in our schedule of... Um, sort of contacting patients. But there's two emails. A friend of mine, Sam Harrop, who has been uh, on my other podcast, he used to have a ballooning business in South Africa. And he shared a couple of emails that he used to send to people that he said converted a, a certain percentage of patients, or sit with him, a certain amount of uh, clients to booking a ballooning trip. And they were, the question was, so they may have sent, yeah, had some interest, contacted him, he's given him the information, and then he'd send this email afterwards and just say, are you still interested in ballooning with us? <laughs> How simple is that? So it'd be... Very simple. For podiatry, are you still interested in getting orthotics with us? Or are you still interested in having shockwave uh, therapy with us or low-level laser with us or whatever treatment you're going to do? And the other one that he used that he mentioned the other day was just confirming you don't want to go ahead with x you don't want to go ahead with orthotics and i'm doing this now with um if any of my past coaching clients are listening to this episode they would have known they would have got an email from me recently just saying just confirming you don't want to go ahead with coaching because you get people who stop start things all the time and and sometimes they don't they don't stop on purpose something happens something comes up so, you, you, so if you said to a patient, I oh, just confirm you don't want to go ahead with orthotics. If they wanted to go ahead with orthotics, they're going to go, oh, no, no, I actually want to go ahead. Or just confirm you don't want to continue with shockwave therapy. If you don't hear from them, more than likely that was the right result. <laughs> they, they didn't want to go ahead with it. So I thought they were really simple questions that you could use in an email. Yeah, those are two simple questions, but you're kind of getting at the same uh, yes or no answer, right? You're not, uh, there's no kind of, uh, like kind of any wishy-washiness no. that can kind of come from that. If they're going to respond to it, they're going to have a, a strong yes or a strong no. There's kind of no maybes or, uh, you know, well, I'll think about it. I, I don't think that's going to happen there. So it's kind of a way to, I've heard that sometimes referred to as closing the loop email. Yeah, um, yeah, that's what it's all and, about. And it kind of closes the loop in a way. So that, that, that definitely is something that, a technique that can be real helpful just uh, not only for your clinic, but also for the patient or in your your, your um, situation there with the coaching clients to help them come to a decision or, you know, on a positive or negative side of things. Yeah, so when I contact uh, like some past coaching clients or ones that I've been working with off and on throughout the year and I've got to that point now because I'm busy enough that I don't want to work with people for just two or three months. I want to work with people long term because I know we get results, good results long term. So people that come in and just want me to, like I feel like a, um, a hired hitman to come in and just solve <laughs> this one little problem and I'm sort of like, I'm, I don't like being a hitman anymore. I want to 
build a relationship. I want to connect with people and I want to help them build their business long term, not just a short fixed band-aid. Oh yeah, I'm really busy now. I need to stop. Um, no, I don't need that anymore. The last thing I want to say about this, just about chasing the money now, is also remembering that you can cross-sell. So if you've had patients that have come in that have they've been good patients, you like them, they like you, they've used certain services, think about what other services do you have that they could possibly use and then offer them to them before the Christmas break finishes. It's really simple. We did a, used to do a thing where we have a lot of our patients we identified that we are good patients. We would send them something, not sure about what gift to give your mum this year. How about a, and we would we would describe uh, the therapeutic wax foot bath, how it felt, and all that. And we had these really nice gift vouchers done up, and we would sell oh, maybe a dozen or so, leading up to Christmas. Patients that come in, they go, they actually didn't know what to get my mother-in-law. That wax foot voucher would be great. And they say, what if she's in a health fund? We go, well, if she's in a health fund, she can use her health fund and she'll end up getting two wax foot baths for the price of one. So, yeah, leading up to Easter, we did it. Leading up to Mother's Day, we did it. Leading up to Christmas, we did it. And to me, that is what the essence of chasing the money is all about. It's just stopping and thinking about your patients and trying to connect with them and trying to find out where where have you lost a few? Try and pick them back up. Where are the ones where there's just an opportunity to, I don't know, it's not all about them parting with the money, it's also providing the care at the same time. Yeah, it's well put. I think uh, kind of showing that diligence and kind of showing patients that there's an opportunity there to come and be seen by the clinic uh, for some great care is definitely helpful to them, but also help them, helpful to the bottom line of your practice. Well, it'd be no different if you had a lot of patients that, Say, for example, I used to sell hundreds of rolls of strapping tape per year. Just So if all of a sudden, I, I, and I would, every person that bought strapping tape from me, I would have a, had them on the database. Just These were my strapping tape patients. If all of a sudden I came across a new strapping tape, so I was at a conference recently and there was a, a strapping company there. I won't mention the name because they're not sponsoring this program in any way. <laughs> and, but it was good tape. They gave me a couple of rolls. I used it myself. And I thought, this is great. So I could quite easily send it, uh, an email or message to all my patients who are on my database who have bought strapping tape from me in the past and say, hey, there's this new strapping tape that's out. This is what's great about it. And if all of a sudden that went out to 250 patients, I will guarantee a percentage of them will start coming in again to buy this new strapping tape. Without a doubt, you just know it will happen. And this is to me, this is true patient-centered care. This is caring about your patients and letting them know new services when they're there. Following them up when they need to be followed up. Don't get it in your head, oh no, I don't want to be annoying. It's This is about caring about your patients. Yeah, it's about making those connections, right? And then also taking action. Because if you just sit around and you just kind of wait to see what comes in, you're not really being proactive in that, you know, and putting those connections together and you don't have kind of a plan to, to take action or you don't take that action, um, yeah, you're just going to be kind of kind of stuck in a rut or kind of doing the same old, same old. Yeah, and, and you'll hear people say, oh, no, I'm all about patient-centered care. I don't want to push orthotics. I don't want to do this. And I'm like, seriously? If you've got a clinic that is just absolutely flat out with just, say, general patients, and some of those patients need orthotics, but you're too busy to actually spend the time to actually provide those orthotics for them, 
or follow them up if they they were supposed to have a diabetic check but you're so busy you can't be bothered following up when they missed it because i don't know life got busy is that really being patient-centered care or is that just i know i i'm wearing this big badge on my shoulder <laughs> up here says i'm booked out three weeks ahead look at me <laughs> feel sorry for me this is my badge of honor so yeah don't i've done a video on that recently as well <laughs> Just, just talk about that badge of honour. It's, it's not a badge of honour, badge of laziness. So Tim Ferriss would say. <laughs> there you go. There we go. On that note, I better stop before I annoy anybody else. <laughs> no, no, I thought that was a good, uh, a good topic and a very timely topic since we are kind of running into the holidays here. I know that I've still I got know. some sh- shopping left to do, but uh, yeah, I, I've got my own. You know, crazy December. What is it? What did you call it? The crazy season. So, uh, oh, silly season. Yeah, silly season. No, I'm definitely in the silly season. Mood, I just, so. I love, I love December. So. I love December. I love <laughs> Christmas. I am, yeah. I, when once once we hit December, my wife and we've done the same thing for so many years. As soon as it hits the first of December, well, we have all these other traditions around buying a ham, and we talk to the ham and all. But that's that's a different story. People think I'm nuts for <laughs> trying to explain that. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, a future episode. A future Tyson episode. Talks to hams. Talking to the ham. <laughs> People who know me know the whole talking to the ham story, and they reckon it's hilarious. And my kids have been doing it their whole life, so they know they're different. And it's only because I did it with my dad, so it's like a tradition. But the other thing my wife and I do, from 1st of December, every night we sit down, we watch a Christmas movie. We just dig them out, we dig <laughs> through the barrel, we, we watch Christmas movie, and we just, some of them we watch and we go, that was horrendous. But some of them are actually are quite good. So it's just, I just love Christmas movies. So there we go. A little yeah. bit of insight into into how my mind works. Elf is really big in our household. So, oh, my daughter loved The Gringe. Yeah. Even now, she's nineteen. I'll guarantee she she will be watching The Gringe over Christmas, and she can recite nearly the whole movie. Just <laughs> and she does his voice as well, which is even funnier. And she's probably she listens to this. She'll go. I am now really embarrassed, but not as embar- <laughs> not as embarrassed as you are at nineteen talking to a ham at a shopping center. But that's all right. It's a different story. <laughs> we'll save that for another time. But uh, yeah, thanks again for the uh, the insights today, Tyson. And uh, we'll talk soon. Okay. No, that's been fun. Thank you, Jim. And I'll talk again next week. Bye. All right, Tyson. See ya. Thanks for listening to Podiatry Marketing with Tyson Franklin and Jim McDonald. Subscribe and learn more at Podiatry Marketing. That's the website address, podiatry.marketing.